record and we are live. We're live. Whew. We are on the eve of Fahim. Fahim? Fahim. We're on the eve of Fahim's birthday. Date of birth as we record. Do we not talk about that? Yeah, we can. We can. I mean, we talked about him before. All right, all right, hey, but you know I mean you know, I let people announce they announce they own, you know, baby birth on their own. I oh, wanna... okay, yeah. So <laughs> we're recording a day. Uh, tomorrow, my wife is scheduled to go into the hospital and deliver our baby boy. So hey. it's an exciting uh, event field day. Just making sure we're getting everything ready. Just doing the last little tidbits of what we need to do around the house. Um, so when you go to the hospital. You you're going expecting to spend a few nights in the hospital, so you got to pack a couple overnight bags and all that. Um, yeah, make sure my laptops and all that is charged up. So while I'm sitting there on that uncomfortable couch bed, I can that couch bed. <laughs> I could either do some work or watch some Netflix or do something because it ain't ain't too much entertaining in there. But then again, you, you're also busy too. So it's like few moments when the baby naps, they take the baby to the infirmary to give the parents some quiet time. But even then, it's like they tell you to sleep whenever the baby's sleeping. But, dude, that is such bullshit. Like, unless you're one of those people that can fall asleep at any given moment. Like, my brother is one of those people. My brother can tell you, hey, I'm finna go to sleep. And before you can respond to him, he's sleeping. That's I'm not jealous of a lot of things. I swear to you, I'm jealous of that talent. How he's able to just fall asleep whenever he says he's gonna fall asleep. Nigga, I'm I'm jealous of that talent. When I like, like if I'm on the phone with you or whatever, and I'm like, hey, I'm getting ready to go to bed. It takes me an hour for my body and my brain to wind down for me to get into some sleep. Like I have to put myself in the perfect mood. I have to. I've developed a nightly routine to get my to train my brain that it's time to start shutting down. Yeah, that sounds about I put, right. I put my phone away. I dim the light on the TV all the way to the lowest brightness. I put on the office so that my brain automatically knows you hear that theme song. Time for what rest. What is that? That is uh, Pat Love, Pavlovian um, theory or something like that. Like if you it's do something, some, I know exactly what you. I know exactly what you're talking. I, I, give me one second. I'll tell you the name of it. It's like you train your brain for certain actions when you do the same thing to certain sounds or or whatever. I know exactly what you're saying. I'm trying to find it, but we'll dig it. We'll dig into that later. But yeah, man, I it, I have to, that's part of, I, I learned that in therapy. There's certain routines that help as somebody who's very anxious, not getting enough rest helps build to anxiety. And then <laughs> if you don't if you're anxious about not getting enough rest, it's only a self like it just it's just it's just self revolving because it's like <laughs> I'm anxious about not getting enough rest because I know that not getting enough rest is gonna make me anxious, which only causes me to be anxious about not getting enough rest, which I know is gonna lead to me being anxious, which is only gonna make me feel anxious about. Not getting enough, you know what I'm saying? Like that's how it's like a never-ending circle of anxiousness. Yeah, nigga, that, I, I, I'm fighting that bitch every day. Me and that hoe go at it every day. But yeah, that's exactly what it's like. So hope you beat that bitch ass. 
I I mean, there's days. There's days. Well, I done got that hoe. I done got that hoe a couple times. I done called, I done called a couple. I done called a few lefts. I done called a few lefts. I ain't going to lie to you. But, uh, but nah, man. It's just, it, you have to, you have to train yourself. And you're right. It's called Pavlov's theory. Yeah, see, that's what I thought. So, yeah, just getting ready for all that. So now, you know, some COVID restrictions have lifted. So before, they would allow the family into the delivery room. And then during COVID, it was just me. And I think at one point, like, even with me, I think that's when they lifted restrictions just a little bit. Because I've heard stories where it was, like, just the mom. Like, the daddy couldn't even be in the room. And then Mm. when Faye was born, I was allowed to be in the room, which was a blessing, and I'm thankful for it. But now they lifted it some more. So now I can be in the room and one other person. So you can have two people in the room. So it's going to be me and her mother. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Right. But when Miani was born, it was me, her mom, her brother, her sisters with an S. Yeah. Everybody was there. And then shortly thereafter, my family showed up. So it was... But man, when I say... Everything happens so fast. It's it's it, it take it's like time building up to it. So to tomorrow, I would say from this very moment that we're podcasting, all the way up until maybe we are all checked in at the hospital, time is gonna move slow as fuck, right? And then the moment we're all checked in and we're and she's in her room, like the room that that we're assigned. Time will pick up. It'll it'll pick up a little bit, right? So it's not going as slow, but it's not going as fast. So time will pick up a little bit because then that's when the anxiety builds because now you're like, okay, it's game time. It's going to happen. And then, you know, nurses are going to come and check up on her periodically. And I believe when a woman gets to about, I want to say, eight centimeters dilated, if I'm not, forgive me if I'm wrong, but I think it was about eight centimeters. That's when it's really nigga, game time. Nigga, you supposed to be the fucking expert, nigga. This baby number three. I know. This but, baby number three, and it's not like it's been a long time, my nigga. Right. So I'm <laughs> confident like it's been that long. Because she's supposed to be, I want to say, 10 centimeters. But when it gets to about eight, that's when it's really, that's when it's the nurses time. are coming in. They're, you know, they're coming in with the gloves and, and, and like the, the, the clothes, the, the, the thing to protect their clothes. It looks like an apron. Um, that's when they come in with that. They come in with the, the, it's like a thing that, that keeps the baby warm. Like as soon as the baby is born, they put it on this little machine. It has a light on it that look, you know, the light that keep the chicken hot at them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks, it's one of those lights the that they put on the baby. And it weighs the baby. They come in with that machine. Like literally, it'd be about three people that don't speak to each other, but they're all working in unison. Like it's the craziest thing. I remember when Miani was born. I swear to you, it's like I was frozen still and everything around. You ever seen one of those movies where the niggas standing still, but everything else is moving around? Yeah, and it's like the star character is just frozen, but they can see. It's like they're having an outer body experience, but they're awake and they could just see the world move around them. That's what it felt like. I was just stuck in, in, in one spot. I didn't know what to do. I ain't really know what to say. Nobody told me to do anything. So I was just like, okay, I'm going to just wait till I'm told what to do. And I ended up just standing next to my wife's uh, bed or whatever. <clears throat> and they just they just did their thing. And when the, the nurses, 
The nurses do just about everything except the last push. I swear to you. They they put the, the, the stirrups up. They propped my wife's feet up. They told me, Daddy, you know, hold her legs up. You know, talk to her, ask her to breathe, blah, blah, blah. And then now they're talking to her. They're telling her to breathe. So one nurse is telling me the, the other two nurses are doing their thing or whatever, right? Um, And then she's like, all right, you know, on the count of three, we're going to ask you to push. So they're talking to her. One, two, three, push. All right. And they're telling my wife these are practice pushes, right? So, nigga, I'm thinking it's, it's practice, right? We talking practice. Practice? Practice. So okay. now she, she she did it like two times. Okay, mommy, practice push on three. One, two, three, push. My wife was pushing. Okay, good, mommy, good. And the whole time the ladies are moving around and stuff. At this moment, time is it's like things are happening fast, right? Like, you know, they say like a New York minute. I'm pretty sure that's what a New York minute feels like. On the third one, she's like, okay, mommy, just one more practice push. One, two, three, push. After she did that push, she said. He, she said, the baby's crowning. I'm like, what? I'm like, I thought this was practice. Literally, she says, call the doctor. The doctor was already on his way. So when they called him, he was like less than a minute out. So they was like, call the doctor. Literally, this guy walked in. He didn't say a word to anybody. He walked in like he backed into the room because he had the gloves on. He didn't say a word to anybody. This man came in, took position, told my wife. No, he didn't even tell her to breathe. He just got in a position. He said something to the nurse. The nurse told my wife to push again. She pushed. He took the baby out, handed it to the nurse. The nurse turned Miani towards me. It was like, Daddy, do you want to cut the umbilical cord? I was too shocked to even say yes. I just nodded. It was like, uh huh. They hand me the scissors. <laughs> they hand me the scissors and I cut them. And all the while, I didn't move my feet. Cut the umbilical cord. They took my baby. They put her on that thing. They said, good job, mommy. Good job, daddy. He was gone. I swear to you, he wasn't in that room more than five minutes. Didn't see that nigga again until my wife got pregnant again. And and that's when we was in uh, OBGYN. And then my wife got pregnant again with Faye. And then he saw us. He was like, damn, y'all back? And we was like, yeah. And he was like... (laughs) That's how we all feel. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's how we all feel. Yeah, yeah and he was like, yeah, he was like, okay. And I was like, oh, you the guy? He was like, yeah. I was like, you know, again, thank you, appreciate it, whatever, whatever. And I was that. But man, that whole moment when she's checked in, I swear to you, it's like, even though I'm describing it to you in the best detail I can right now, when you experience it, I promise you, it's going to feel like that moment. Although you know it took hours for everything to happen, when you reflect on it, I swear to you, it's going to feel like, damn, all that happened in five minutes. But it's longer than that. But man, you say you have anxiety, like it's just everything is going in you. Like your mind is racing. And uh, I would say out of everything, like the biggest takeaway I had from it is the moment you see your child for the first time. Like you could mentally prepare, okay, I'm finna be a daddy. This is the type of this is the type of daddy I want to be. These are the lessons I want to teach my kid. This is the things I wish I had. This is what I'm going to try to, you know, provide for her or or for him or whatever, whatever. And you you have all those thoughts, right? But it, you don't really feel like a father yet. 
Like, you're preparing yourself. And I mean, every day you see your pregnant wife, you rub her belly, the baby kicks and all of that. Like, everything is there for you to feel like, hey, you're bringing in a life to this world, right? But it's the moment you see the baby for the first time. I swear to God, it's like a switch goes off and everything changes. And then you like, I don't know, it's just weird. It's like a beautiful, but it's just weird. I, it, I, It's hard for me to put in words. It's just... It's one of those once-in-a-lifetime experiences that you're about to experience for the third time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's just... I hope all y'all can hear the the excitement Frank has with the hint of nervousness, with, with like, as he's trying to live and, and be present. You can hear him trying to be present in this moment, but he, he's already, like... Yeah, reliving everything, and I I asked Frank. I said, "Hey, we don't have to record, but you know, because I know he has to. There's a real, and I told I told you this before. I said you have real preparation to do. And you're like, nah, we did everything physically, but I mean, like mentally, I believe you probably have some real preparation to do. Did you did you take? Absolutely, you're right. Everything you just said, like the way you just described how I'm feeling, that's how I'm feeling to a T. You know what I mean? And then the difference between the other deliveries and now, the other ones is like, we were on high alert after week 37. A woman, you know, she's at basically at full term. She could deliver after 37 weeks with no, with no problem. So after week 37, it's like, okay, any day now. With Miani, on week 38 to the T, that's when she delivered. And even then... It was like okay, any day now. And then when she, when it was time for her to come, you know, it wasn't like any warning. It was one day, you know, my wife has some contractions, and they tell you when you have start to time them, and when they get within five minutes, that's when you need to be at the hospital. Right. So she has, and she starts timing it. She lets me know when she's have them, and then I, and I'm so like high sprung or whatever. I'm like. When was your last one? When was your last one? And she was like, oh, 30 minutes ago. Texting me again. When was your last one? Uh, 20 minutes ago. Okay, let's go to the hospital. She's like, no, calm down. It has to get <laughs> to five. I'm like, okay. And then she hits me up again. When was your last one? 10 minutes ago. Okay, I don't care what you say. We're going to the hospital now. She's like, wait. What you telling me to wait for? Go get me some snappers, then we could go to the hospital. I'm like, Are you <laughs> real shit. Real, right. And real she's like, shit. yeah. Because she knows she can't eat. She knows right. she's not gonna be able to really eat. <laughs> and, that's exactly. and that's real. And then on top of that, when you can eat, it's hospital food. And it's it's cool. It ain't the best, you know what I mean? But it's it's all right. It ain't bad. At so. least, at least, at least your wife went and got my my mom sent my old boy to go get a whopper before they before they on they 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 stopped by Burger King. On their way to the hospital. I believe it. And the thing is, is she, you don't deny a pregnant woman what she wants to eat. Agreed. So, Agreed. But she, from what I hear, I'm a, I ain't never been in the room. But I hear with all that pushing, a little poop might come out. Yeah, absolutely. The same way you push to poop is the same type of pushing. They yeah, do but to get nigga, the baby like out. that mean I definitely was swimming around in Whopper by that point. <laughs> I'm just saying, I just don't feel like that's the way I should have came into the world. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let a nigga come into the world on some Beanie Hannas or something. Like, like bring a nigga here, right? Childbirth is beautiful All right, if you ain't say so. for the weak of heart at the same time. Like, don't, 
don't look head on if you if you if if you're squeamish, that's not the sight for you. No, nah, I'm a, I'm a, I already know I'm a, I'm a good shoulder guy. I'm here yeah, on the shoulder. The shoulder is safe. <laughs> it, it's a safe position. You can hold her hands. You can rub the sweat off her forehead. Give her a kiss. Let her know everything gonna be okay. And I'm then you, you can baby. see the baby when the baby get out. You know what I mean? Yeah, you don't yeah, have yeah, to yeah, see all the madness. That's me. I'm 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 totally for that. Yeah, yeah. I'm totally for that. I'm not gonna. I'm I'm a shoulder guy. You know what I mean? Okay. And it's, and be and, and be and you proud of that? And there's nothing I'm, wrong I'm with that. I'm damn proud of it. So the first time I saw childbirth was actually on TLC. Um, when I want to say it was probably about middle school, high school. We had TLC. Um, and it was a. Uh, if y'all could hear my daughter crying in the background, I apologize. Oh, we all can hear. It's fine. It's fine. We all know what you're preparing for. <laughs> right. The last so, thing I'm gonna do is ask you to tell your wife. Could you please have them hush? <laughs> right. <laughs> this is not the day, my nigga. <laughs> I promise y'all, she's okay. Um. <laughs> So I'm watching TLC, right? And me, being a young, horny, dumb kid, I'm flipping through the channels. It lands on TLC, but when it lands on TLC, it's just a woman with her legs spread and her vagina full blast on the screen. I'm excited. I'm like, oh, shit, we don't even have a porno channel. I get to see something? Wait, wait, I, how old were we? We was like, probably about 13, 14, between the eighth grade and ninth grade. It was around that summer. Oh, so, it, so Bush was still present. So this was a lot of Bush. And I don't mean the president. I'm talking Bush around that vagina. Right, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm staring at it, and then, like, I'm going to do the hand motion, right? So, Yeah, yeah. You see it? I wish you had me there to say I could see what I'm doing. So, <laughs> so, like, it started off like that. So, the, you know, the opening was small. But then all of a sudden, it started to do like this. At the point it got like this, I'm like, something wrong. What the hell's going on? And then by the time it got here, that's when you could see the baby head coming out. Traumatized oh, that, the shit out of me. Me too. And it was a white woman. Yeah. I think I might have watched the same video. <laughs> <laughs> that baby came out so pale. I was like, oh my God. Like, this is horrible. Mm-mm. From that moment, I was like, I don't, I'm good. I got my fill on childbirth. I don't need to yeah, see I mean, that shit I, ever I saw again. It. I saw it. Yeah, I saw it. I saw what it looked like. Now, Frank, now look at how concerned and a preparing father Frank is. Tell me what you asked. Tell me what you told me before we started recording. What you asked your wife. Now, Frank just told y'all they are scheduled <laughs> to deliver this baby tomorrow. Tell me what you asked your wife. Can I preface it with anything? I don't you, you feel like you feel like prefacing it with anything is gonna is gonna make it sound better? If you feel like it is, by all means, my brother, go ahead. You so, have the floor. Listeners of this podcast, y'all know I'm a huge Marvel fan, right? Nick got on a shirt right now. He got Literally. on a Marvel shirt right now. Y'all know this. And Thor just dropped. So <laughs> I asked, but see, I asked. I didn't just go. So, I mean, give me a point for that, right? So I asked my wife, is it okay if I go see Thor before we go to the hospital? I don't think Day that was of. a bad thing. I think Day that was. Of, he want to go to the movies. Yeah, I wanted because uh, I know I'm not going to have time to see it. Yeah, you gonna have to. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm I be, mean you'll see it. I'm be you on Daddy Duty on Triple Time, and I don't want to wait till it come on Disney Plus. That's like another. I don't six, know. It's two only months, six weeks, maybe. bro. It's six weeks, bro. Yeah, you can last six weeks. I probably can, but I don't want to. I mean. It's certain things you can't do for the next six weeks. So, <laughs> <laughs> you're right. 
I'm just saying, if you can hold off with that, I mean... I guess. I mean, if you put it that way. Because <laughs> y'all clearly y'all can't keep your hands off each other. And no. clearly we all know that I'm sure, and you don't got to let me in your bedroom. I don't want to know. But I'm sure y'all ain't never made it in six weeks. And that's fine. That's between you, God, and your wife. This nigga, this nigga really no, start thinking haven't. back. Like... <laughs> yeah, but... And I'm surprised. Because see, the thing is, during that period, the woman is most fertile. Again. Oh, you know. Of so I'm surprised know. we didn't have another child within that time frame. That's interesting. Because I'm, I'm so pretty me, sure I wasn't let me ask you this. then either. Hold on. Pause. <laughs> then I'm going to ask you this. Ladies and gentlemen, and all those in between and outside of those constructs, <laughs> welcome to another episode of the Samurai <laughs> Professionals Podcast. The podcast where two young professionals bring issues to the table. And we chop it up. I'm your co-host Marvin, Young Saint, <laughs> Charles Flex Xavier, Dead Man Beyond. Y'all hear Frank Coffin? <laughs> wow, and the man, and the man to the right of me can only be the same dude from last week and the week before. Quite frankly, I'm half Samurai Pro, half F and D. So talk nice when you see me. I stay wild and I don't resort to violence. I'm, I'm on resorts and islands. Check the gram, fam, in case you thought I was lying. To be frank, I can only be who I say I be, the F and F and D, one half of this PLD. Some folks call me Lenny, but it's who else but me is Frank. Let's chop it up. Let's chop it up. All right. Now, what's my... What, damn, after all of that, I went to the into the intro and I forgot my main question. What were we talking about? I said, I'm surprised I didn't have any kids within that six-week period because I know I probably wasn't pulling out by then. I mean, at that point, I mean, here's my thing, though. Why? I mean, let me tell you. If When I get married, all right, unless... I just don't see the point. Of, like, why am I pulling out now? What are we trying to prove? We got to not here. have kids. Yeah, but we got here, though. And, and, you know, <laughs> the goal was... You know, I, ain't trying to, I ain't trying to have a kid before we get married, but we got here. Yeah, that's what I told the, the OBGYN. I was like, she was like, were you, the first time she was like, so were you guys trying to have the baby? We was like, we wasn't trying to have the baby, but we weren't but we not, trying not trying to have the baby. <laughs> so, so if that makes sense. She's like, no, I perfectly, I understand it perfectly. But you said, you said, you know, that's when the woman's the most fertile. Right. Y'all ain't lasted six weeks. So your shooters, what, you feel like your shooters was weak? Let me ask you this now. This is, oh, there it is. There's the question. How much um, XX and X or, 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 or X videos is being used during them six weeks? Um, from what I recall, I didn't look at it a whole bunch. <laughs> I like the honesty. That nigga said I ain't look at it a whole bunch. I looked you know? at it. I'm not gonna lie. I looked at it, but not, not a whole bunch. Like, I, I, you know, I, I, you know, I like the bathroom I mean, go downstairs. Check it every, you know, every so often to see. What new updates are there? Yeah, 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 yeah. Every few months, you know, every you know, and that's why sometimes you got to rotate. You got to rotate websites because every few months, you know, shit gets stale. You're like, all right, y'all right. ain't doing nothing. Y'all, ain't, you know, shit ain't shit ain't really popping over here. Right, you get it. Let me see what's going on at the hub. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm off. I'm off this for a week. I'm off this for a little while. I'm gonna go over here. Let's see what's popping. Right, and I mean they they up they update content regularly. So if you wait a month. 
dude, you could scroll back to like 47 pages and it'll all be fresh <laughs> stuff. <laughs> the, the, the levels of horniness. Because <laughs> I want to judge what you. page number, <laughs> what's the furthest page number you went back trying to find your video? So, all right. Like no, we're person. not judging. We're not judging. <laughs> no, so I ain't gonna lie to you. I've developed, you know, you know, <laughs> you got we got we got Chrome, right? You know, right. Chrome allow you to open multiple videos. So sometimes I'ma just read the description or maybe just the little the little, the little video caption that's right at the top, and I'ma just say opening a new tab. So I'm not I'm just gonna keep scrolling. I'm gonna just find some potential. You have I'm enough tabs open where you can't even see what the video is. You just see now the you website wild. logo. You are, you're doing too much. You're doing too much. That's 30. <laughs> how many tabs you got open? <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> Sometimes it be like, down and bad preferably, days? preferably, I ain't going to lie to you, I go to my settings and I want a 10, I want a minute, I want a video 10 minutes or plus. You know what I'm saying? Nigga, I need time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Them little quick three minute that ain't gonna do who that who that's working for? That ain't working for it nobody. Depends what three minutes is for. If you in a clutch, on. you know what I'm saying? If you in a if you in a if you in a pinch and you need but if it's it, a right. three minute video, but it's focused on like a good shot, it'll do it. I mean, but sometimes right. you like dialogue, you wanna see what the moment, how it build up to here? that. Yeah, how we but, got here. Yeah, but sometimes it's like, oh, that's a that's a great shot. Very cinematic. Okay, okay, I see how y'all put you. Okay, y'all th- appreciate y'all putting your phone in landscape. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I appreciate. Yeah, that's good. I appreciate that. Now, most times in in like fight videos, please hold your phone. Um, in portrait, I, I prefer the phone in the portrait mode. I ain't gonna lie to you. In a fight video, in a fight video. I don't know, man. It depends on how I'm. Okay, if it's a fight video, if I'm looking at it on my phone, then yeah. Keep it in portrait mode because then it's gonna show better on my phone. But if I'm watching these fight videos on World Star, like if you know you're gonna upload your fight video to World Star, man, turn it in but landscape yeah, you're right, mode. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Be considered. It depends on exactly. It depends on the platform I'm, I'm watching it. And, and right. honestly, honestly, um, if you're gonna do, if you're gonna film your your your, your own little amateur, homemade, you know, whatever whatever your preference is, whatever you want to call it, when you look it up. Actually, portrait mode is good for from for, for the like the hitting in front of the back. Cause like I can see, you know, I can see from ass to like neck, maybe ponytail area. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't know how we got from the birth of your child to this. But... I know, right? But it's <laughs> on brand though. You managed it is. to squeeze point in somehow. It is. You know, I'm not big on the threesome ones either. No, I saw one. Okay. Sometimes a threesome video, it looks like three people fucking in one room with one person taking turns between two of them. You get what I'm saying? Like, all three ain't interacting with each other. And then sometimes there's a video where it's like one person and like one person getting jumped by two people. It ain't. You know what I'm saying? All parties involved. All parties involved. I seen one though, not too long ago. Now that was probably the best threesome video I've ever seen. Like them, all the motherfuckers were, were were fucking each other. It was like, yo, that's what that shit's supposed to look like. Similar link. Um, <laughs> but speaking of threesome, <laughs> I got you. I got you. Hey, appreciate you. Appreciate you. Before you, before you, before you go in, um, 
You know think I'm playing? I'm sending you that shit for real. God bless you. Um, now, have you ever seen a threesome or a threesome situation that you feel might lead to, I don't know, maybe 60 people on a cruise fighting over it? I wish, my nigga. I wish I was on that boat. That dude, the gossip after that whole shit had to be a one. What kind of, bruh? Uh, <laughs> imagine you being on the cruise and it was your friends fighting, and then you hear, "Oh, they fighting because they had a threesome." You gonna have questions on questions. One of them might be, of- "Where was I?" Ain't nobody tap me. Like, ain't <laughs> nobody tell me nothing. <laughs> I mean, and look, and then, and you like, and then, and see, that's why y'all motherfuckers, because I was like, hey, y'all boys want to go to the pool? Y'all boys like, nah, 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 we straight, we straight. So what y'all really was doing, I'm sitting in the crib, I'm sitting in the in the, in the the little cabin and shit, watching God knows what, whatever the TV they allowing me to watch. And y'all was out here doing that? Out here tussling. Matter of fact, man, hey, matter of fact, Fuck that nigga. Well, because now I got to see him. You know what I'm saying? Because the nigga tried me too. Now, I don't even know the scenario, but if I had to bet, one of the people, like, one of the people involved with the threesome came with a different party. Oh, yeah. And they slept with somebody that they didn't come with. And the people from their party found out that their person had a threesome with somebody outside the clique and got mad about it. I bet that's how it happened. Nigga, I'm up here. I just Googled. Threesome. I went literally went to Google threesome on cruise because I want because I, I figured I'd get the the news story. First three things: cruise ship threesome, porn videos, Pornhub, XXNX cruise ship threesome. It's like the whole search X videos. I don't even go to XXNX. Why is that even a thing? It's not a bad site. I'm a, but I'm a privacy I'm a privacy um I'm browser so I don't even understand why it's showing up on here. I just respectfully. Because your computer probably hears me talking and then you know your computer always listening. God damn. So it heard me talking and then it probably bookmarked it. That's it. Oh, oh, I I fucking hate the internet. <laughs> Dude, you ever been talking about anything around your phone and then you start seeing ads for it? Oh hell yeah. All the time. Like so that's why you got to turn your. Sometimes you got to turn your mic off for for some of the for for that for your for some of your main apps like Instagram, Twitter, whatever. Turn your mic off. Oh. Uh, then the the they it can't pick it up or it doesn't normally pick it up. I know some people hate the invasion of privacy, and that's cool. I completely respect that. But me, I don't do shit, so I don't care. At the same time, I use it. To search for things. So sometimes if I'm looking for something and I don't know exactly what I'm looking for, I'll describe it. And okay. no, no bullshit. I would get ads either finding what I'm looking for or coming close to it. So let's say if I be talking and I'd be like, them Georgetown Jordans, and I can't remember which Jordans, let's say. If whether they were the three, the sixes, or whatever, anything in Georgetown color Jordans will start popping up on my Facebook feed. So I'll be getting stock X posts, nice kicks posts, but it'll be showing the shoes or shoes 
closely related to what I'm talking about. So I do it, and that was just an example. I say something like that, and eventually it's like, oh, okay, this is what I'm looking for, and I'll go with that. <laughs> it helps. And sometimes it I don't helps. click the ad, but the ad will tell you exactly what it is. So it'll say Georgetown Sixes. I don't mean I have to buy from the ad. It's just now when I'm really searching for it, I know the exact term to put for it. I feel you on that. Uh, and sometimes it's helpful, but sometimes... Sometimes At the same time, it's creepy because it. it's like somebody's listening to you 24-7. But the way I figured it, it's a computer listening to me. And I'm not saying anything that would send a computer a red flag like, oh, this nigga's a terrorist or some shit. Computer ain't hearing yeah, nothing but me saying or me talking shit about some of my daily frustrations. I'm completely okay. boring. So I'm not too concerned about a computer listening to me. Nah, man, you live you live a crazy life. Um, <laughs> I wish. Actually, no, I, I know don't you wish. don't. I was no. I'm glad. I'm glad that you're settled down. I have no problem with that. I'm I'm very happy for you, sir. <laughs> you said like I was wilding. Ah, uh, I mean, you live life a little bit. I did, but I I don't. I would never. I don't think I would ever put myself in the wilding category. I had wilding moments where it was like, how the fuck did I end up here? But it wasn't a lot of them. Every time I've had period sex, I feel like I've been wilding. Like, that's my personal opinion. <laughs> yeah, they, that definitely falls in the wild. It's like, it's like to me, that's now that's 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 a vanilla wilding. Like it's like it's it's border. Like it ain't really too high on the wilding, but it's like I'm because after every time I go to the bath, I'd be like, bro, I was. Wilding. It's the worst post nut clarity. The worst. Feel so ashamed. Back on the back on the cruise ship. So, so I was reading tweets about it, and somebody wrote, somewhere on that ship lies the most legendary instigator in history. Oh, yeah. Had to be. Because you know, somebody had to start that shit. <clears throat> that conversation had to come up. And it had to be the most messiest person to bring it up. Probably brought it they would No, everybody was wearing all white, right? In the video or something. It was all white night. So it had to be dinner. So everybody at the table. You ever seen... Um, that movie, uh, Why Did I Get Married? Yeah. The scene where they're at the table, and <clears throat> I think uh, Marcus admitted to cheating on her, and yeah, getting, yeah. uh, uh, I don't have none around me. You gotta get one, kid. Hold on one second. <clears throat> Frank had to get a water. This nigga got so many diapers in his background. It is ridiculous. <laughs> I can tell you. No, I, I'm counting. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine boxes of diapers. And that's just in the vicinity of what I can see. <laughs> nah, I man, know that on the other side. Of the, of, the, of the couch because I've seen you turn the phone on many occasions <laughs> there is a lot more shit on that now I'm one of them boxes I always I go to a baby shower what you gonna definitely get out of me Target gift card box of diapers no but that's I'm that's always gonna make love, sure you straight. that's honestly a solid <laughs> gift cause you gonna use them regardless yeah. you gonna use them some people they think oh I can't buy the car seat or or the stroller or whatever no that's okay Cause sometimes those are those gifts are swing for the fences gift. 
you would buy those gifts for yourself. But you know you got probably close family members that's anticipating and been wanting you to have a kid. So you throw a couple swing for the fences gifts on there, more than likely those family members will buy it. But it doesn't mean if you don't buy those gifts, it doesn't make you a bad friend or anything. No, no, no. I no, I didn't I didn't feel bad at all. Okay. I know you that come in with a solid members... box of diapers. And if you really want to step your diaper game up, don't come with newborn diapers. The baby grows out of those really fast. Size one diapers, uh, most people who bring diapers are going to bring like size one, size two. Bring size three or four, maybe five. If you bring size three or four, maybe five, they're going to appreciate that because they're not going to get a lot of those sizes. And a baby, right before potty training, they're probably going to be in a size four or five. So there is rare that they go they that they uh grow out of that. So if you get them in that phase, that's a that's a diaper size they're not going to get a lot of. And then usually after that, that's when the baby is uh getting ready for potty training and all that. Okay, a little daddy knowledge. Yeah, I got you a box of newborns though. <laughs> we got it. We got your box here. No, I I I know, I see it. <laughs> Man, I got you a box of newborns. I just, you know, I just feel like, you know, you'll use mine first. That's all. Y'all got to stop doing that to that baby. Whatever it is, it's got to stop. That's, see? She's, that's fake crying. Knowing her, she's probably fighting somebody right now. She's not winning, so she's upset. So now she mad. Yeah, she's a fighter. I get that. I seen it in her face. That's what Miani hit you back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I felt, I felt that one. So what we was saying about the? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, we was talking about the instigator. I saw another tweet where it was like, "Hey, if sixty people fought, honestly, a good fifty-six of those folks was fighting just to fight." Because honestly, if you think about it, the only real people who need to be fighting is the person who got cheated on because he because they clearly was on the on the on the boat with them. And the people who were involved in the threesome. What did the other 60 people have to like? Only one person really deserved to get swing on, in all honesty. So even if it was your girl that that stepped out and cheated with two dudes from, you know, click from wherever. Damn. So wait, so wait, why my girl gotta have two? It, she can't even join a couple of uh, uh, men. Like she had to go, I she had to go have a threesome with two dudes. <laughs> That would make it worse, right? I mean, a threesome's a three. Look, look at me trying to be politically correct. Yeah, a threesome's a threesome. Now, I'll be more mad. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'll be more mad. Go ahead. Okay. (laughs) I'm saying, so even if she slept with two dudes outside the clique, the person you swing on is, that you're not gonna touch a woman. You break up with her. Sure. Not gonna swing on her. No, my sisters will be waiting for her when we dock. (laughs) Real shit. You can even do that. Yeah. You can put the hit out on her. Cool. Whatever. You're not even finna fight the dudes that did it. They don't owe you nothing. You don't owe them nothing. Who you swing, and it, especially if it was a dude. Not especially if it was a dude. If the person that was messy and instigating, the person that brought it to the light in front of all your peoples, if it was a guy that instigated, he's the only person that should get his jaw rocked. It was only supposed to be a one-on-one. You're supposed to swing on that nigga for putting your business out there. All that other shit, charge it to the game. But you, See, I, you should have stayed quiet. 
see, at that point, it's like, so you gonna swing on me because your girl's a hoe? See, right there? I'm gonna swing on them again. <laughs> Apparently, you didn't hit him hard enough the first time because he's still talking. <laughs> see, I don't know, bro. I wanna be mad at it. I wanna, now, first of all, no, if you're my real you bro, could be mad you could have pulled everybody. me to the side. Be mad at everybody. I'm not going to take that from you. But as far as putting your hands on folks, ain't no reason for 60 people to be fighting. You're supposed to hit that one nigga in his jaw really, really hard. Crack his shit. Because he shouldn't have been running actually, his mouth. Actually, that make more sense. I'm not mad at that. But for it to escalate the 60 people, you know there's, there's holding cells on a cruise ship, right? Oh, yeah. But I don't think they got 60 people worth of holding cells. No, nah, they just they just locked everybody up in the hall. <laughs> they had to. Just like, hey, y'all can't leave. Y'all stay. You, and they had a hall you. monitor to make sure these people can't walk out their room? No, 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 no. They stayed wherever they was eating. They just closed all them doors. Y'all can't leave here. <laughs> so they can't leave the this banquet This is the hall. holding cell. This is the holding cell. 60 people. That's a lot of motherfuckers fighting. Nigga, they had to turn around back to New York. Like, like they had to turn. They had to turn like, the see, boat around. See, that pissed me off. I think, I think they end up having to turn around. That'll piss me off. Like, yo, you fucked up all white night with your bullshit, and now I can't finish my cruise. You ever had? You ever been on a plane or whatever and had one asshole fuck it up for everybody? No, I have lucked out, and that hasn't happened to me. That almost. I know that almost happened to you. No, it Actually, did happen. It did happen I to missed you. my flight. It did happen to you. That, this was... that, I, you're right. Motherfucker didn't want to put on the mask. Crazy thing is, he had the mask on. He had it on, but he kept putting it down to where his nose was exposed. And they told him, you know, cover your nose with the mask. And he would do it. The person, like, the, the flight attendant would walk past him. He'll take it down. When the flight attendant walked back, they'll see the mask down again. So now at that point, the flight attendant's like, look, you trying me right now. Dude, this went on for like 45 minutes. I had a connecting flight. So then they had to call uh, police or whatever to escort him off, and then we took off. We took off about an hour later. Most layovers, well, in my experience, most layovers that I've been on, I'll try to schedule it like an hour apart. That'll give me enough time to get off the plane, and if my if my uh, layover flight is like far, like a different terminal, it gives me mm-hmm. time to try to run and catch it or whatever. But if it's close, I'm good. But if it's far... I think I got a, enough cushion to try to catch my next flight. Flight took off an hour later. By the time I landed, my my layover flight was just taking off. And I'm like, hopefully they would have held it for me or something. Nah. I end up making this long-ass line with a whole bunch of people trying to uh, make a, you know, trying to reschedule their flights. Some folks was like, like some people that you could, I could hear when it was uh, rescheduling them. I can hear the attendant like, yeah, no more flights going to that city at this time. So it's either you fly to a neighboring city and drive home or you uh, you spend the night. And I'm like, bruh, I am not trying to spend a night in Detroit. Like, nah, I ain't trying to do that. But luckily for me, it was a flight going into, I think instead of flying back into Miami, I flew into Fort Lauderdale or something like that. So I still made it home. That same night, so I was good. Oh, that's cool. I always fly in the Fort Lauderdale. That's my. I rather fly. Fort Lauderdale Airport is way easier to maneuver through than Miami. I hate MIA. Absolutely, Fort Lauderdale. MIA. Your flights down. 
it depending on where you go. You know, sometimes you may get a better deal out of Miami. But again, if you're flying to a major city, like if you're going on vacation, yeah. you flying to New York, you flying to LA, you flying to Atlanta, you flying to DC, you know, another major city, you're good. Fly out of Fort Lauderdale. Or even some international trips to the Caribbean or whatever, fly out of Fort Lauderdale. But there's some smaller cities, like uh, <laughs> let's say if you want to fly to Huntsville, Alabama, and you want to go straight there, then your best bet is flying out of MIA because they'll probably have a small American Airlines jet to take you to a smaller city like that. But And even then, there's ways around it. Like, you could probably fly into Nashville and drive two hours if you don't mind doing that, which I've done. So there's, there's you know, there's ways, there's ways around, around it. it. Yeah. There's ways around it. But if you can avoid it, MIA, avoid it. Because, man, baggage claim sucks. I think that's my least favorite thing about them is baggage claim. They'll have 50, 50 carousels, and then 47 of them, of them ain't working. <laughs> Only six of them working. And then the six that's working, they'll put four flights on it. Hell yeah. <laughs> It'll be like, this flight from Chicago, this flight from, from Orlando, this flight from LA, and this flight from Istanbul. And it's like, why the fuck y'all put all this on this shit? We just waiting. Shit just going around. Like, there's some bullshit. This episode of the Samurai Professionals podcast is brought to you by our proud sponsor, FND. FND, we're more than just clothing. We are the culture, we are the people, we are you. Visit us at FND.com. That's E F E N D E E.com. To save 10% on all purchases, use coupon code SamuraiPro at checkout. So this went this this clip I'm about to play went viral a little late in the week last week. Um it's of the comedian uh Watch Jazzy. She's a Instagram comedian. Watch Jazzy? Yeah, she has the she has the her alter ego also has an Instagram. It's Toya Turnup. She performs as Toya Turnup. The rent due. Damn. I probably have to I see her. I don't know if I know her. I guarantee you know her. Okay. She sat down with uh, the podcaster. Her name is Shan Booty. I don't know if you ever heard of her. <laughs> it's B-O-O-D as in David Y. Okay. Um, She's actually really good at it. Um, These are two comedians? No, no. Shan Booty is the... She's a podcaster. But she's not a comedian. No, 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 no. No, she usually... um. I believe she's been podcasting about uh, relationships and sex. Like, I've heard her name floated around in, in many circles. Um, okay. But she had a podcast, and she brought she brought uh, Jasmine on, Jasmine Brown. Right. Uh, she brought her on. She asked her about being a submissive woman, because that's how oh, she considers herself. I, okay, okay. I didn't see so it, but I know what the, you're talking about, because I think one of them yeah. is she's dating like Cam Newton or some shit like that. Jazz, Jasmine, Jasmine, watch ja- Jasmine, okay. Jasmine Brown. She's she's dating Cam Newton. Um, but I'm gonna let you hear the clip, and you tell me, and then we'll and we'll discuss it. Okay. What does a submissive woman do for her man? Everything. What does that mean? You know, like packing his bag, unpacking his bag. Um, just making sure all the things that he wants and like I, I pretty much read his mind. So it's like if I know you and I still 
study you. Like, I know how you are in the morning. I know how you are about midday. I know when you're in this mood, what you need. Like, before you can ever ask me for something, I'm already on it. I mean, he's spoiled. And you know, when I talk to my girlfriends about it, they're always like, oh, how are you guys doing? And I'm just like, girl, he's rotten. I'm like, he's spoiled rotten. Like, he's rotten. But I love that. Like, I want him to be that. I think my biggest flex is how I treat my man. And I've been known to love people back to health. And sometimes it's very draining. But my love is my superpower. And I used to hate that about myself. But now it's like, I'm just embracing it. Like, that's who I am. Like, if I love you, I can heal you. It's your joy. It is my joy. You know, I, I love to see him eating the meal that I cook. I love seeing him sleep easy. Every night, like clockwork, I scratch this man's back to sleep. And I know when he's asleep because I can tell when his breathing changes. And some people might think that's psychotic, but that's like, I just know. That's when I'm like, oh, I can stop now. But I find joy in being your rest, you know? So know what that means. And, and that works for us because he wants what I have to offer. So that was that was, that was Jasmine Brown. She was talking about her relationship with Cam Newton. And, you know, the term submissive, woman is like a lightning rod for for especially in the black community so it's a triggering word for a lot of people i was listening to another podcast talk about it and right. one one lady said she was like she was like okay she she thinks you know like because she says she does that every day the the the, the podcaster i was listening to her uh it's the uh Podcast, the podcast with Kev on stage and that chick Angel. Here's the thing. I think, yeah, here's the thing is the name of the podcast. And they were discussing it. And Angel was like, I do that every day. She's a married woman. She says, I do that every day. I anticipate, you know, when 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 my person wants to eat, you know, I anticipate the things that they want. I rub them, I rub their, I rub them to sleep and all of that. But that's for my three-year-old child. Says <laughs> so she don't do that for her man. And, and she 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 made a joke about it, but her her thing was she doesn't know if how sustainable that love that she has is, or if that is even healthy. What's your thoughts? You look like you got something to say. Of course, I got something to say. I think we spoke about something similar a long time ago, and you you put a great analogy to it. And you mentioned, you know, pouring into somebody but not having enough poured into you. So mm-hmm. eventually it's draining and at it gets to the point where you're tapped out. You have no more to pour into your person or whatever. Right. Not to say that Cam isn't pouring back into her, but it sounds like a lot of energy to dispense. You know what I mean? Not to say she's not getting anything back. I I just think that if, okay, if she's, I think if you're going to, if you're going to, um, because like, in that in that scenario, they're talking about relationships, right? So she's in a relationship that works for her. So she's giving, she's telling what she does, her side of that relationship that works for her. A relationship is a two-way street. So if you have this person saying what they do in a relationship that works for them. People are going to hear that and people are going to think, okay, maybe I need to do that in a relationship. And maybe my relationships are going to start to work. People are going to hear that and think, 
okay, if I do that in a relationship, maybe my relationship's gonna work. And I'm not saying she's wrong. I'm just saying something like that, it'll probably be beneficial to paint the whole story because you you have a good chance to lead people down a draining and dead-end path. Because to that is a lot of energy investment. And you could easily be taken advantage of if you were to love somebody mm. like that. Hmm. Okay. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna let me play devil's advocate a little bit. Go ahead. Um personally, I I feel like catering to your partner has almost become like a dirty word in our community. It's almost as if knowing your knowing your 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 partner, anticipating things that they like anticipating things that trigger them. Like, you, you'll tell me, like, hey, sometimes you'll just go order your wife a certain meal that she loves because you know her. Sometimes you could tell your wife just a little tired. Maybe she just needs a little shoulder rub. Nothing crazy, but that's just you anticipating and knowing your woman. I don't think that's wild for someone to say. I'm sure that over time, because right now they don't have kids together. So right now she could pour all her love into him. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I'm sure over time, I don't know how sustainable that might be when they have kids together eventually, right? That is her definition of love. So I don't really I understand that what we heard, what we heard is a is a is a cut clip that's meant to get you like, oh shit, I need to go click the link in the bio. <laughs> like, cause I need to hear. This whole story, because they're I haven't heard the whole podcast, but there may may very well be her reasons of what he does for her. Oh right, right, right. Again, we just only saw a snippet. Right, and and what what bothers me a little bit is how people, women and men, like nobody wants to do for each other anymore. Like doing for like niggas doing shit for their girl is their girl using them. You know what I'm saying? They weak and shit. Like, like you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's almost a... It's almost become, like, a competition against each other. Like, it's a competition, and it should be more of a partnership. I pick up where you drop the ball. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, that's how this is supposed to work. When you're down, I'm up. That girl said she just rubbed his back to sleep. And I seen girls talk shit like... Oh, why you babying that nigga? Now, now, the title of the episode is... I baby my man. But... But... You know what I'm saying? But why you babying that nigga and this, this, and that? But you don't know what he do for her. Sometimes it's good to find someone who receives love the way you give love. Dude, that is ideal. That is the ideal thing, to to receive love the same way. That's why we don't. I don't really talk too much about gold diggers when we get on here. I don't think we ever really jumped into that topic too deep. I don't know. We're not. I don't think we ever jumped into the topic of calling somebody a gold digger. Because to me... If your if your love language is receiving gifts, and the way, like if your wife's love language is receiving gifts, and the way you flex and and look out for her is by getting her gifts, does that make your wife a gold digger, or is that just y'all loving the way y'all supposed to love? No, and I think at our age we've matured enough to the point where we understand that women are attracted to security, and a man who can provide whether it's jewelry, nice vacations. Uh, lavish meals 
we understand how that could be attractive to some women. I don't know if it's our age thing because I don't think uh, even there's 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 dog, there's there's men our age that see that as a girl trying to get over. Like I'm being I'm being real. No I, no no. I, I yeah, mean, you're you right. Want I just, okay, so I we guess we mature to it has nothing to do with our age, but we mature to the point where it's like okay, I get it. And if that's what you're into, cool. We're not. That's nothing we gonna knock you for. But you said something earlier, and I kind of wanna, kind of wanna circle back to that. Go ahead. Um, you said something along, and I'm not quoting you verbatim, but you said something along the lines of people um, seeing an issue with with uh, catering to somebody, right? Oh, what I what I said was um, catering to your partner has almost come has almost become like a dirty word in our community. Right, that's what you said. Because remember, they they were coming for the cater to you song, like Beyonce, how dare the she Destiny Child song. Oh, you don't remember? That was a big thing. We even talked about it on the pod. We did, we did. Mad episodes ago. But people were like, oh, that's uh-uh, because that, that song couldn't, couldn't, couldn't even exist in this era. And I was like, why? But see, and this is something that, you know, and you do the same thing. When you're bored, you just think of, you know, some of life's problems and you just try to solve it on your own in the best way, would, in the best way that makes sense to you. And I think the dating culture that we have now we have to consider what these women seen in the previous generation. They've seen their moms, grandmas, and aunties cater to men, and these men walked all over them. They've seen these men step out. They've seen these men, you know, cheat and everything. And if they saw these women doing everything they're quote-unquote supposed to do, cook, clean, fuck them and all this, and the guys still treated them the way they did, I mean... We joke about it, but we knew our fathers did their thing or whatever. Women saw that too. So then what does that tell them? It tells them, hey, look, if I if I do everything right, I'm still going to get fucked over. So why bother doing what's right? Why, why not just look for self? Look out for self. So now you... Yep. But that gets us to a point where our generation, unlike you, you're our... You're our no, our generation. You're our outlier. You're an outlier, but our generation is the most unmarried to this point. Like, There's a lot of things that most... contribute to that, though. But what, what no, we're talking I, you know, about we've is definitely one factor, right? But that's one factor. A lot of, but you know, I, I even blame our parents in the fact that, especially those who raised us, who were like, "Don't worry about them girls. Don't worry about them boys. Keep your heads in the books." Da 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 da. They they started making marriage and family less of a priority. I think it's it's a continuing cycle of hurt people hurting people, or or okay, so we've seen people get hurt. Now we have, okay, you had the cycle of people getting hurt. Then you have our generation, a cycle that witnessed the cycle of people getting hurt. So now they're guarded and they're not putting themselves in, or they believe they're not putting themselves in position to get hurt. So that's why we have the statistics that we have of people not getting married and people feeling like you know, long-term committed relationships are overrated and it's not realistic and everything like that. They, that's why you have people that don't really understand the concept of compromise in a relationship. They see compromise as if I lost in, in this battle. I told you, it's a competition. Right. I was going to, I was going to go back and quote you and say that, but yeah, you're absolutely right with that. And you also said something that I agree with you. It's, it's a team effort. If you drop the ball, I pick it up. 
You know what I mean? At the end of the day, we're on the same team. We're trying to hit the same end zone. If 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 you got the rock and you're running it, and I'm trailing behind you, and you happen to drop it, I should be able to pick up that same rock and continue in the same direction to get us where we need to be. Or if I need to, you know, lead and block somebody and have you, you get what I'm saying? It's a sports reference. But at the end of the day, y'all on the same team. Y'all rep the same smart tech. You know what I'm saying? So it's 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 frustrating to see people not get that. Like to hear a conversation like this, I don't knock her. If that's how she loved, that's cool. My thing is understanding how people in our generation see relationships, it's like it comes off bad because they only hear her side and they think, okay, she's doing all this and nothing's being important to her. And I get that's how they see it. So it's like, I would now if I'm because I haven't heard the show. But I would love to know if she says, yeah, this is how he pours back into me. And it's like, you see, it's it's a two-way street. And that's the part I would want people to, to hear. Because I hear people talk about relationships. And I even asked you, like, and this was one of our conversations off the pod. I asked you, I'm like, dude, do you feel the dating scene is scary? Like, does it scare you? And I remember when the first time I asked you that, you kind of looked at me puzzled, like, why is he asking me this? And then we kind of got into it. That was probably one of those conversations that we should have recorded, but we didn't. But, you know. I think we were both on the phone. I think we were driving home uh, when we started talking about that. And we was like, damn, we should have recorded yeah, this. Yeah, that was a really good candid conversation. We spoke conversation. for a whole goddamn and, hour. <laughs> and my thing is, it's because of that mentality. And honestly, I don't fault women for feeling that way. No, because men do it too. It's not, it's yeah, not, it's this, not, it's I, I want to be clear. Women. This isn't a, this isn't a, a male and this isn't a battle with gender I'm type women, shit. Because I understand you're a straight guy and you date women. So we, we were no, just yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. But it's, again, it's, it's, uh, that's a two-way street as well. Because you have... I mean, we... Not to say we have friends that felt this way, but we definitely know people that their views on relationship was skewed as hell. And it's like, you can't, you can't possibly be, be serious going into it with this mentality. Where guys feel like they can't compliment a woman because they're afraid of being called thirsty. Or the whole gold digger thing. Oh, you know, she only won me for my duckest dog. You only make 65000 a year. You good, but you ain't gold digging. Like, <laughs> like, you're not hey, a you gold digging target. Like, hey, you know what I'm saying? You don't really have the, the ends to, right. to just she, be throwing around. Especially in Miami, there's a lot of people with deep pockets. A lot of scammers, a lot of drug dealers, a lot of successful attorneys and all of that shit. If she wanted to gold dig, trust me, she can have the pick of the litter in this city. Dog, she likes you. Just treat her nice. You know what I'm saying? If she want to go to STK every now and then, if you can afford it, do it. Don't think she's making you do that because she's out for your pockets. Can't think like that. You paint yourself in a corner thinking like that. There was a... There's another clip. I, I didn't have it queued up because um, I didn't think... I really wasn't going to get into it um, at the moment, but it was it was talking about competitive dating. There's this. That's an interesting there's term. There's this thing. There's this thing where we aren't competitively dating anymore, where people are kind of like settled in the fact that I'm me, you're you, and we're not trying to earn each other anymore. You know what I'm saying? We're not going to. We're not going out of our way to do things for each other. Fully knowing, like, hey, it could be other niggas on your line. It could be other ladies on mine. And what is making what is making you stand out in the pack for me? What is making me stand out in the pack for you? A lot of people aren't doing that. It's more like a just 
Like I got vagina, so this is why you, this is why you're here, right? Okay, now I understand the term, the competitive dating. And I'm gonna be honest with you, when I was dating, I I wasn't a competitive dater. I was somebody that dated with intent, but I wasn't a competitive dater. That's I'm with that. Now I hear you on that. My thing was, and I've spoken about this. Anybody who knows me knows I never juggled women. I had a low tolerance for how long I dealt with you, but I never juggled women. So the moment something went, the moment something took place that I'm I wasn't a, a fan a, of. I'm going to pause you for a second. Yeah, you did. Who I juggled? I'm not going to give you names, but let me tell you this. Frank, you don't have to be actively talking to multiple women to juggle women. Okay. Help me understand. It's a nigga you it's a it's a it's a woman you put on the back burner. You don't even talk to her. It's a girl who 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 texts you, but you're like, I don't, I don't really, I don't got no energy for you. And then there's the girl who you giving all your energy to. That's you juggling. You just not seeing it as that. Cause you pouring all your energy into one person. Okay. But that's you juggling. Cool. I'll give you that. I did that. What Marvin just described, that's what I did. But I wasn't actively a I didn't have enough energy to actively do that. Now, if it was somebody that I knew had a crush on me or something, but I was kind of involved with somebody else and me and that person kind of fell out, then yeah, I'll hit her up. Hey, you want to go to the movies? Whatever, whatever. Cool. Blah. That was my thing. But anyways, I wasn't the dude that if I know a guy took you to Ruth Chris, I wasn't the guy that said, okay, well, since he took you there. No, 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 no. I think you, I think you misunderstand what I'm saying when I say competitively dating. Help me out. Okay. Because I know so that's the thing I mean too is... where they... People want you to compete for them. Like, hey, if this guy's no, 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 doing no, no. this, you better step your game up. No, no, no. Like, let me tell you, if you gonna tell me about what another nigga is doing for you, go with that other nigga. Yeah, I'm a have fun with that. I'm 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 a ball <laughs> within my means. No, it's not even that. If you are gonna if you have the balls enough to tell me what another nigga is doing for you, go be with that nigga. Let me clear, let me let me go ahead and clear the path for you. But go remember, we him. grew up in social media, so women didn't have to be bold enough to tell you what another dude was doing. They'll no, just I take a picture of their plate, and you know they're not going to that restaurant by themselves. Hey, you know, hey, I, I'm telling you, if you bold enough to either show it, do it, or what have you, because she could be at a girl's dinner, whatever. No, if it's a girl's Go dinner, it's a nigga. series of pictures. It's a picture of the plate, then it's one of them pictures where it's one of those ussies, where it's her and the girls, or you, it's a picture of the four glasses in the middle of the table. It's something... To let you know that there's other females that contributed to this experience. If it's a date with another dude, it's just her plate. It's just pictures of her in the foyer of the restaurant. It's just her out in front of the restaurant name. Just her. Nigga, who taking these pictures? Okay. Oh, okay. Drop, drop, drop your secrets, Frank. <laughs> drop your secrets, Frank. Hey, because I've been, hey, I've been saying, you saying something I think we probably had a conversation about outside of. Yeah, because as I'm saying, you're nodding like, that. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, actually, he's right. All those shit do happen like that. It be like that. Because if she out at dinner with her girls, it's, you hear the, even in the videos of her filming herself at the table, you hear the, you hear the girls in the background. Yeah. Oh, you, you know gonna get a story, you gonna get a boomerang or something. It's, it's gonna be something to let you know all parties involved in this particular hangout. But I I feel you on that. But what I what what I'm saying is, when I say competitively date, I mean like put your best foot forward. Is what I'm saying. Mm. What's like, wrong with that? But there's a lot of people who don't even attempt to put their best foot forward. 
that's just lazy. Everybody, dude, you know the saying, um, make your first impression the best one because that's going to be the one that, you know. That lasts. Right. Dude, that applies to everything. Whether it's a job interview, you dating somebody, you want to leave a lasting impression. Don't go into that shit lazy half-ass. Like, now that I can't even start to try to defend a lazy approach to that. I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a move back to the whole, the way you receive love. and Because I, I want to ask you this. This is one of the questions I want to ask you before we get off the topic. Um, I'm sure the way you and your wife were when it was just the two of you, mm-hmm. the way y'all loved on each other is different than the way you love on each other now. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because we've even, I think we've even discussed that your love language has changed. Right. Since you've been, I think now it's what, acts of service? Right. What did it used to be, if you couldn't remember? Um, t- Physical touch. Physical touch and quality time. And now those acts of service mean way more to you. Mm-hmm. Word, and words of affirmation was, that's always been high in my book too, but... As far as the physical touch, that came down a bit. Because, again, the the situation has changed. I understand we can't really afford to touch each other the way we want to because there's always babies around. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like... And then, even when the babies aren't around, honestly, like, sometimes you're just tired. It's like, all right, man. We're going to sleep. We were, we raising jits. Like, right. <laughs> I don't got it so tonight. That, you got it tonight? So right, at on. that point, it's not like you don't want it. It's like, I understand why it's not happening. Whereas when right. it's just y'all two, y'all single, it's like, damn, we've been in a room 10 minutes with each other and we're not doing it yet? Like, what's wrong? <laughs> <laughs> no, but the way she's showing her love, back to back to Jasmine, the way she's showing her love on here, that just might be the love that they show each other in the mo- Like, right now, that is the way their relationship works. And honestly... And Kev on stage said this. You know, Kev on stage, him and his wife have been married. They're hilarious. Like, I, love the, I love him and his little team he got, man. I'm a big fan yeah, of those guys. Him, Tony Baker, Tahir. Tahir is hilarious. Um, He's one of my newer favorite comedians. Some, like, the next time they come down, I definitely want to... Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if they're going to come back to Miami because folks in Miami ain't showed them love like that, which is upsetting. I think they, that, that's why they end up going... They be in, like, West Palm and stuff like I'll that because they show up love up there. I'll drive up for them. Um, but he said something that I, that, I mean, I think we both agree with <laughs> what Miani doing. <laughs> uh, she said something that, that he said something that we both probably agree with. And he was like, some of the best advice he ever got about being in a marriage was what works for you and your wife works for y'all. Who cares what other people think? If it's working, you don't feel, you don't walk out of any situation feeling less than, she don't walk out of a situation feeling less than or less of a priority, then let it work. I received similar advice when I got married. I forgot exactly who told me, but they basically said, y'all work y'all shit out. Don't tell nobody your business. And they left. Wayne said, keep them messy hoes out of your business. <laughs> Wayne said that. He definitely did Dwayne say that. Dwayne Carter. 
Don't let the messy okay. hoes mess with your business. Exactly. No, but that's All true. Right. You though. Said, hey, he said it better. Damn it. <laughs> I, I felt like I had quoted it. Damn. <laughs> Go ahead, Frank. It's a, hey, dude, see, we're a team. You drop the ball, I pick it up. We we rep the same smart tech on this. You see how that works? Thanks for catering to me, Frank. I appreciate you. Not a problem. But yeah, it's what works for you and your partner works for you and your partner. And the thing is, you're going to get people that hear one side of it and they give you advice as if it was them. So they're going to tell you what works for them. And whatever that situation is, they'll say, oh, you should do that. But really, they're, what they're really saying is, this is how I would respond in the situation. And you are not that person. Y'all don't have the same triggers and, and emotions and, and whatnot. So sometimes... It's probably best for you, even if it's like, even if it's a knockout, dragout argument you and your wife are going through, and it's a couple of days long. Sometimes it's best to not seek advice. You could vent to your friends, like if you got other married friends, and your married friends will get it. You'll go and you'll talk shit, or they'll talk shit, and the other married dudes won't say nothing. We'll probably nod and agreeing. Yeah, she tripping or whatever. But we will not tell you how to approach your wife. We will not tell you what to say to her. Just go ahead and vent. Don't yell at her. Yell at us. Tell us how you feel. Okay, cool. Now that you got all that out and you got a clear head, you got all that negative energy out your system, go back home and talk to that woman. Because we can't give you nothing. We not, sure and Nor are we going to tell you <laughs> what to do. So whatever you needed to get out your system, come to us, yell at us, have a drink with us, whatever. Cool. Get all that out. Go back and talk to her with a clear head. Hopefully she does the same. Hopefully she goes to her friends and she calls you all the raggedy niggas she needs to call you. And then she go back home. Y'all talk it out. And that conversation usually start with, well, you know what I'm really mad at? And then y'all good. Yeah. And now we, and now we can get to the... Now y'all can get some. We can focus on fighting the issue together and not fighting each other. Exactly. Long as, as a couple, long as y'all can remember to always pivot to the issue. Now, y'all going to have points where y'all look at each other, and y'all do some finger pointing, and it's cool, it's natural. But at some point, y'all have to pivot and say, okay, this is what we need to tackle. And y'all gang up on that. If y'all can continue to do that, y'all be all right. I'm with you, man. You know what? I was going. I was going to talk about R. Kelly again, because I kept feeling like I had something I wanted to say about it. But I keep going. Did we they catch talk, him? We briefly touched on it. What happened? Did they catch him? R. Kelly. Dude, I heard he escaped prison. I don't know if that was true or not. I'm kind of hoping that's true because that sounds about? crazy. <laughs> I dog. I honestly, I honestly, I hope you're telling the truth. Hold on. <laughs> Let me verify. Last I heard, he he tried to put in for a pill. It's already been. Oh no. He was suing. I know he was suing the jail for for putting him on suicide watch. Mm. Nah, the nigga just got released from suicide watch. What are you talking about? Oh, okay. Say debunk. R. Kelly didn't escape prison. Oh, okay. I'm about to say, I'm like, damn, this nigga escaped. That's crazy. Then I thought, I'm like, I hope he has this passport. Hope he has his shots. So he could go back to Africa. And get away. Nah, nah. Bury that nigga right under the jail where he belongs. Oh no, ain't no way in hell he's getting away. (laughs) 
Yeah, nah. He still got he still got he still got other shit to do. Had Bill Cosby still been in prison? I think those are two people they was gonna keep constant watch. Like y'all two are going to do all of this time. Like, ain't no, ain't no parole for y'all niggas. Ain't no slipping through the cracks. They was gonna, they was gonna watch y'all. They was gonna make examples out of y'all. What I do want to say about R. Kelly is, I literally, I stopped listening to R. Kelly probably a couple years before the whole. All the shit started to come out. You right. know what I'm saying? Like all the 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 documentary and and him getting arrested and all right. that. I had already kind of gotten off of it because it just as I got older and just just became a bit more You started connecting the dots on your own. Yeah. And I mean there's things we all kind of knew, but as I just got kind of just as I got older, just certain things I just couldn't as get past matured. listening to in the music. I wouldn't say mature, because I'm not going to say someone who listens to his music still is immature. But... I would say just matured on that topic as you as as you sat with yeah. it and thought about it. And then you kind of assess your own morals and, and how this ties in. And it's like, hey, this doesn't align with who I am as a person. I can't listen to this. And that's fine. Exactly. I I I I find it interesting how many um how many women Recently, I've seen bumping R. Kelly talking about it's it, this this song's still a banger though, like this this one still hit this this and that you know what I'm saying, and I, and I find it, it strange, I find it strange because these because women will be asking men to help champion a lot of the you know causes that you know stop all that creep culture that right. pedophilia that rape culture and all that other shit. They'll want us to stand in solidarity with them on certain things, but still going, still going, definitely make sure they step in the name of love at the wedding. This is what I've come to realize about humans. Humans are hypocrites, especially when it comes to art in whatever form, art and entertainment in whatever form. You could have your morals and it could be what they are, but if an artist who creates something, that speaks to you, that connects to you, you'll accept things outside of your morals to support that person. And that's just how humans are. No, I, I don't I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you at all. Um, but just because something slapped 20 years ago doesn't mean now that you know all the shit that you do know, for sure. Because there were, you were new whispers then, but now you know for sure all the shit that you thought was true. Doesn't mean you still got to be like, hey, I'm finna still be singing that shit hard. You know what I'm saying? Now, see, this what I would be interested interested in knowing. Like, if you had an R. Kelly fan that was still bumping "Step in the Name of Love" or "I Believe I Can Fly," all right, cool. I'll let you rock with that one. I'd be curious to know songs like um, "Your Body's Calling Me." All of twelve play. All of twelve play. Yes. All of TP2. Right. <laughs> those songs. Like, now you know what the muse of those songs were. Do those songs still ring the same to you? Now that you know 
I had a homie ask me um, recently uh, when we when he had all gotten together. I had a homie ask me. He was not he, he didn't ask me, but he he said he said we listen to we listen to a lot of rap and that's full of gangster shit, um, drug dealing and killing, and we don't we don't condone that. So why would we can why would you know what's the difference there? And at the moment, I didn't feel like engaging. Cause I just like my brain wasn't like focused on that. I was chilling, you know. I bite ate cake, but no, I'll bite now. And and when, when he listens, I'm sure I'll, I will have more conversation. But my thing is selling drugs and rape and pedophilia. I those are two things I don't equate to be the same thing. True. Also, <laughs> I believe a lot of rappers are lying or exaggerating a shit ton in their raps. I don't think they're now some, especially those guys from Jacksonville. Now, them dudes are different. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't like when that song "Who I Smoke" came out. I was like, "Oh, that's a cool song." And then I saw a video where somebody was posting every name that they said. They was posting like their R.I.P. picture, and I was like, "Oh, oh shit!" I the song hit different. Then it was like, ah, it's still a good song, but I can't rock with it like that anymore. Or the Y.M. Melly song. Um, what's the name of the song? Wyatt Melly basically has a song detailing him murdering somebody, and he's in jail for murder. And from what I understand, the murder he's detailing in the song is the murder he's sitting on trial for. Damn it. Come on, guys. Right, so songs like that, it's like, I kind of feel guilty, even though I'm not going to lie, it's a good song, but it's like, now I feel like I'm, you know, dancing or vibing to somebody's demise. But a lot of these other raps, when they talk about selling drugs and all that shit, it's like you uh, you, you're putting on. You're you're not, and okay. that's okay. I'm fine with you lying. It's a good lie. Like I watch movies, and these guys are playing drug dealers and mob bosses. We know these guys aren't drug dealers and mob bosses, but we're thoroughly entertained. I see no difference in music. It's just an art form. Now with R. Kelly, we know what the muse was. We know that hey. The album you produced, AJ, nothing but a number. You were the influence behind that because you was dating a young woman. That's he's different. one of the boldest criminals I've ever seen. Like I said, he called himself the Pie Piper, who in the like, books is just a dude who 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 plays the flute, and all the little kids come running out after him in a parade. He used to wear that mask in some of those videos. Creep, nigga. He's a creep, man. Told you they. I mean, we all know there's something definitely. I believe now him being a pedophile. That I. I don't believe people. Are, that's like a mental illness, and it could be. No, nah, you. You. That's what you're attracted to. You're. You're a weirdo, and I'm gonna leave that at that. Um. Now, I have to say, on the flip side, because I'm because like you said earlier, human beings are hypocrites. All the information that ever came out, even though he was never found guilty, I still haven't completely gotten rid of Michael Jackson music. I still rock with Michael Jackson. Um, I'll take it a step further than you. I don't believe he's done it. I think... I'm going to find an, a podcast for you to listen to. It's... it's uh... It's Arian Foster's old podcast, and he took his and his podcast was dope when it lasted, 
And every episode he would interview somebody or whatever. But one episode he didn't have a guest on. And he did a whole breakdown on why he felt the uh the the allegations on Michael Jackson were false. And I think that sums it up how I felt about the whole Michael Jackson being a pedophile thing. I'll share that episode with you so you can kind of take a listen to that. I, I wouldn't mind listening to it. I'm 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 but, interested. Uh, much like yourself. Cause I know I have my biases. I know there's people that probably did some shit and it's like, hey, I don't fuck with that, but I fuck with this person. You know what I mean? Or some people yeah. that I don't like as much, they done something and it's like, oh, this person's on my shit list forever. But somebody else who I like did it, and it's like, no, nah, I'm cool with them. They they get that pass. You know what I mean? They um, built some goodwill with you. And my, I think you make a good example of Michael Jackson. He's definitely one of them. Um, but like I said, I'm I'm understanding human beings are hypocrites, like Frank said. So as I said the thing about R. Kelly, I understand that even though he was never found guilty, but there's so many, so much circumstantial evidence around it. And I don't all like personally, I don't know what I believe. That's just me being real with you. About I don't Michael? know what I believe. I don't know. Like honestly. And I don't know if that's me, you know. But that's fine to say you don't know. There's nothing wrong with saying you don't I know. I don't know. Um, but who am I? Who am I to judge anybody? Because I know gay people who still go to Chick-fil-A and get an egg count and, and a spicy chicken sandwich. And you know they shouldn't be there. So, You're human. Uh, you <laughs> I, you know how people say, oh, you can't judge me. No, I think humans are the most judgmental things on earth. And that's okay. We judge yeah. everything. And that's fine. Nothing wrong with judging stuff. No, nah, I think, yeah, but I, I, there's nothing wrong with judging, but I, I do want to acknowledge my own hypocrisy in me saying what I said. Because there's many people, I think a good majority of people, who believes, believe that Michael Jackson did what they accused him of. Are the rest of us living in our own denial of it? Maybe. But that's something I'll have to ask God if I ever, if he ever let me in the in the in the pearly gates. Cause I don't, I don't know. I'm probably not asking that question because I don't wanna, I don't care for the answer. I still like Michael Jackson's music. Oh, I think we'll know when he ain't up there. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We start looking around, be like, uh he he, he ain't here? Oh. Damn. Which mic did I'd be like, hey, which mic did y'all get, dude? Black, y'all got black Michael? Or? <laughs> like I just I don't know who he is up here, you know. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. But on that, on that, man, give me an old school vibe of the week. Song from shit. I don't even remember what year this song came out. Uh, oh, it came out in 99. We had no business singing this song the way we did when we were shorties. But it was such a hit though. One hit wonder. B Rock, my baby daddy. Who that is? That's just my baby daddy. That's just my baby daddy. Who that is? Who that is? He never said, he never completed one word. Nah. Who that is? Like, that's not even a... That's just sounds, nigga. But, man, that shit was a hit, though, wasn't it? Nah, I mean, yeah, I ain't even arguing that argument out of me. Nah, that's my old... Dumb, classy vibe. What's your vibe? Man, I 
See, you had me, you had me, you had me second guessing my, my old school vibe. You had that song too? No, 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 because now I kind of want to go with a different route. I mean, you know, I was I was gonna go with what I had been listening to. That's all right. My shit gonna be left field as fuck anyway. So, you know, like I told you, I have that playlist that I listen to. It's smile. You know, I think I said it to you. Smile. Yes. I have that playlist. And recently I added just a song to I, I like music that make me feel good in the morning. You know what I'm saying? When I that's when I listen to that, to that playlist. Okay. And I added a new song to it. And this is a song that even when it was out, I hated that I liked it. And it's Soldier Boy turned my swag on. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. That was I a hated good one. Myself for liking that song. <laughs> I remember but when I, gives, the first time I was on the cruise, that song played, and we danced our ass off to it on the dance floor. I, Beyonce won a Grammy on that off that sample. I think Soldier. I think Soldier might have got something off of that. He did a writing credit. Yeah, he got a writing credit. That was yeah, a good man, one. I, it's a good one. It's a good one. But like I, I'm, I was ashamed to say it now. Like I was ashamed to be like, man, I love that shit back when it was out. Like I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was back then. That was back then when nigga ain't had no car and nigga used to have to drop the old girl off at the job and listen to the Steve Harvey show and shit <laughs> early oh. in the morning. This <laughs> just, show was to put your favorite reference Steve Harvey had a, a deep, Matter of fact, he still does radio. He's just not syndicated in South Florida. Ricky Smiley he took, took Tom Joyner. He took Tom Joyner's old spot. No, Steve I think that, that was Ricky Smiley. Yeah, Ricky, Ricky Smiley, Smiley got it here. I think yeah, Steve yeah, Harvey, yeah. he still does radio, but he's just not syndicated in South Florida. He's syndicated in other places, I believe. Okay, okay. But um, but yeah, I remember, I I remember playing it. I remember hearing that shit every day, in the mornings. That song was everywhere too. But then again, at the time, I mean, everything Soldier Boy touched turned gold. Like his songs was everywhere. Don't matter how bad it was, they, they people play the fuck out of his music. All right, man, give me a new school. Jesus Christ, I've been dealing with you for too long. Give me a new vibe of the week. You're not gonna guess it. Fuck nigga free. <laughs> no, not Glorilla. <laughs> My wife hates that song, and I'm like. Stop tripping. <laughs> you know what's crazy? I watch how women will judge one song, but then be singing the next ratchet song that come out. And I'm like, it's all the same energy. I don't mind you. Like what you like. I honestly do feel like being a city girl in this moment. Baby, be that. But let's... You F-R-E-E fuck nigga free. Just say that. <laughs> Before I tell you my new vibe, Quick question. So, you know, you from Miami. Of course, you know the bing, ah, bing, ah. Do you know the sample of that song? That on and on and on, on and on and on. Yes, I'm familiar. Do you know where it came from? I don't quite know. I okay. Know. I think I was, at least I probably I was did it. Send I feel it like I you. did at one point. I was going to send it to you. I'm like, Marvin might actually know this, so I'm not going to embarrass myself and be like, but do you know that's from Iman, the same dude that sings uh, "Fuck What You Say." Fuck what I said. That's his song. Did not know that. Oh really? Yeah. And then we just sped it up. Typical. They just sped shit. it up. Blew my fucking mind when I heard it. That's all right. Just by that one clue, 
I know that your your song is the City Girls with with Usher. No, it's not actually. <clears throat> you guessed it right last week though. <laughs> Damn it! It's hot shit with Cardi B, Kanye West, and Lil Durk. I love Cardi. Yeah, you know yeah, that already. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I love Cardi too. You know, like I told people, Cardi was my first follow on Instagram. Really? Like all the way back. Like that was like my first. Cause you know, on Instagram back in the day, there was like a feed. Like you know, like there was just shit you could see when they were just suggesting shit for you to to, to follow. But this is, wait. So when did you get on Instagram? When you got on Instagram when it first came out? Oh yeah. When it was exclusive and shit, and you had to have an iPhone to have it. Right. And you know about Cardi then? I don't know how I came across Cardi. Yeah. I don't know if there was a, a, a like an explore page before there was an explore page before that actually had a term. Um, I remember coming across her, and she was just telling a story or whatever. I remember following Cardi like she's probably my first, at least personally, other than like friends. Right, first celebrity. She was follow. like my first. She wasn't even a celebrity then, but she was like the first person who I remember following, just because like I remember watching her. The stupid shit she said And I mean that When like Videos and shit came out Cause I mean We couldn't always post videos I don't blame you Cause she oozes With charisma Like I didn't yeah. like the show That Love and Hip Hop But I liked her I was like I fuck with her I don't know who this woman is But I like her personality She's amazing Yeah Um What's your new vibe? Hold on one second. I'll tell you in one second. <sighs> Being that I know this is probably your last podcast for a little while. Right. Um, I'm gonna move in the spirit of you. And um my my new vibe of the week is gonna be good love. City girls featuring Usher. <laughs> Um, and I'm not gonna lie to you, as as someone who like I told y'all last week, Usher's like one of my favorite artists ever. Um, he's definitely in my top five artists, artists period. Of just music that connected to me growing up and and all of that. But the sample that they use in this song is a Miami that Freak It song. Yeah, that Lathan song. Uh-huh. So they use that sample in this song. And they got me. They got me. Cause Usher and Usher singing the singing most of the lyrics in the chorus. So now they got me. I don't give I don't even know what 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 JT and Carisha are doing on the song at all. Like I honestly I can't I can't hit you with one bar. But I fucks <laughs> with that whole first minute and a half of just Usher. I'm not gonna lie to you. No, that's a good song though. Did you see his Tiny Desk performance? Nigga, we talked about it last week. We did? Yeah, man. Remember I told you it's probably the... I, it's, and you said you hadn't watched it yet. I didn't. But I saw... I, I stand was... on the fact... I rewatched it again after we had that conversation. And I'm going to say, best Tiny Desk ever. That's my opinion. I still give it the T-Pain, but I'm not going to... That's your preference? It is my right. preference. Because some people may say Jasmine Sullivan. Because I think vocally, Jasmine Sullivan had the best. Where has she been? Like, she dropped, she already dropped a second 
thing, like a a, redu- a a deluxe version of the hotels with like a bunch of extra songs. Oh. Just earlier this year. So she she been around. She done been back around the block. She she probably working on the album. Like her her re her re her reemergence as a as a R and B presence. Because I mean, for years she was quiet. No. No. Okay. I'm th- I'm sorry. I'm thinking of Chrisette Michelle. Yeah, Jasmine Sullivan has been quiet. Chrisette. Chrisette Michelle has been blacklisted. Right. You can leave her where she is. It's fine. I mean, she was just trying to earn some money. Why? I think people could forgive her now. No, I think the problem with with Chrisette Michelle was how she tried to rationalize what it is that she did. I didn't hear she that. She hit part. us with the whole. She hit us with the whole. You know, she went up there with. She went up there with a Basquiat dress that had all sorts of messages on it and all of that. But no, nah, that ain't translate. That's not what translated. Mm. We knew that they asked many black singers to come up there and all of them said no, but you say yes. Mm. And that's okay. what translated. She but was I mean, tone deaf. Whatever. We'll see. Because uh, we're two years out from election, so we'll see how that shit rocks. That's it? Damn, it feels like we was further Oh, he's about to announce soon. He's about to announce soon. Oh, best... Best believe he's about to announce soon. Who? Trump. You think so? Fuck yeah. You think he's going to get the same support he had the first time around? He's going to get the nomination. I guarantee you. That is crazy. In this country. Those who were in between that voted for Biden. Niggas wishy-washy with him now. It's a different time. That is ridiculous. Okay. Well, let's not end this on a low note with politics. We not. Hmm? We not. Okay. We not going to end it on a low note. What we going to end it on is, yeah, this might be your last pod for a minute. Let's do the closeout and not fuck up. Huh. You asking for a lot right now. (laughs) You asking for a lot. So, I might ask you, hey, Frank, anything else you want to bring to the table? Nah, I'm good. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, and all those in between and outside of those constructs, this has been another episode of the Samurai Professionals Podcast, a podcast where two young professionals bring issues to the table, and we just chopped it up. I'm your co-host, Marvin, Young Saint, Charles Flexavia, Dat Man Beyond, and the man to the right of me can only be. The same dude from last week and the week before. Quite frankly, I'm half Samurai Pro, half F and D, so talk nice when you see me. I stay wildin'. I don't resort to violence. I'm on resorts and islands. Check the gram, fam, in case you thought I was lying. To be frank, I can only be who I say I be. The F and F and D, one half of this POD. Who else but me? It's Frank, and we just chopped it up. You can hey, email us at... You know he's at... reading again. You know he's reading again because he hit the to be frank again, but go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm you said you didn't want me to fuck up, right? That's what you <laughs> said. Go, go, go. You can email us at the Samurai Professionals Podcast. That's professionals with an S at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Instagram and Twitter at the Samurai Pros. Hit us up with any comments, questions, and even topic suggestions. Please like, rate, and subscribe on the platform of your choosing. You can reach me personally on Instagram and Twitter at I Can Only Be Frank. And where can I find you, Marvin? You can find me on 
all social media platforms at Marvin X Adams. This has been another episode of the Samurai Professionals podcast. Peace. Peace. I did good, right? You did a great job. (laughs) I wish you would approach every episode with that same same professionalism. Or just memorize it at this point. No, but see, that's kind of my thing now. It's fucking up slightly every time I do it. So it feels fresh (laughs) because everybody get a new fuck up at the end of every episode. It doesn't sound like it's been scripted. It's like, oh, he's going to fuck up somewhere. Let's find the fuck up. It's almost like the Where's Waldo for Frank fuck up on the sign off. I like it. Okay. All right. All right. I can I can see that. My 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 thing is, I mean, you've been doing it 92 episodes. You think <laughs> you think like hey, I, I might have it this week. Like this week I might that. not need the paper. And that this that week would I might be not need to a read logical it. thought. That would be a logical thought, but I mean I have nothing to defend my actions with. I just don't remember it sometimes. All right. That's All right. the time. 92 episodes worth. I fuck up. Play as fuck up. Play as fuck up. All right. Hey, but when you get a chance, look at that Snoop Dogg comedy shit, man. Bruh, Mike Epps had me rolling. Donnell Rollins jokes on uh, <laughs> on, <laughs> on Chris Rock getting slapped was funny as hell to me. Oh, okay. Now, that definitely made me watch <laughs> I definitely want to see people talk shit, shit about that. And then there's a there's a woman on there. Um, her name is uh, Melody Camacho, I think something like that. I forgot. I'm not a big fan. Of, I know exactly who you're talking. About. I'm not. I really don't like Melody Camacho's comedy. But bruh, she had the best roast comedy joke I've ever heard. Okay, leave it. I, I mean, I'll watch. I'm gonna watch the special. It's so not. I'll watch it's not it. on the special, but on when she did a roast of Favor Flavor. This is how I remember her. She told that, and I'll leave, we'll leave with this. She told the nigga Flavor Flav, you look like how Magic Johnson is supposed to look like. Oh, I remember that. I've seen, I've seen that. Bruh. I've seen that. I fucking lost it at that joke. It's a, it, it gave me a chuckle. I just normally don't like her style of comedy. It's like, I think she's funny, but it just doesn't, it's not my like, oh, I'm gonna go out of my way to go watch her. It's like, what's that, what's that young lady's name? Um, she used to date Common. She was on Girls Oh, Trip. I know you're talking about your um She's uh, she's like the female black comic. So yeah, like we should be. She was killing it. She she had the comedy special. Ooh, she ready. Damn it. But I know who you're talking no, about. Why do we but no, Tiffany not, Haddish? Yeah. Tiffany Haddish. I'm not a fan of Tiffany Haddish comedy. I'm really not. Like I don't find her funny. I don't find her persona funny. Um her stand-ups. Don't really do it for me. Her on TV or in movies, I love her. Like when she was on the Carmichael show, I thought she was awesome. That's the only thing I've I've seen both. Hate them both. You didn't like the Carmichael show? Mm -mm. I love it. Not like the Carmichael show. I'm not a big fan of her comedy. Ah, got you. Okay. Like, because I was introduced to her on the Kevin Hart show. Uh, Not the Kevin Hart show. uh, Real House Husbands of Hollywood. I didn't watch it enough to catch her character on there. Oh no, no, that, that was actually a pretty good show. It was for a pretty good show. Um, um, I was introduced to her on that, and she had spots, but like I, I, she played. She's been playing that role in every movie since, and I'm okay. I don't have to go out of my way to see that. I've seen it already. <laughs> she it's does like things play that herself. don't encourage me to go see 
things that don't encourage me to go see Kevin Hart movies. It's because I've seen that. He's played I've that seen character Kevin Hart before, Kevin Hart. right? Yeah, yeah, now he's just in the jungle. Now he's being chased by dinosaurs. But you know... Now he's fighting a rock. There are actors <laughs> just, who I've play themselves, though, but it doesn't... Like Ryan Reynolds? Ryan Reynolds plays himself in just about every movie. Even in Deadpool, he's still Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, but it fits the character. It does. It does. Kevin Hart is just... Kevin Hart in... Jumanji, Kevin Hart in Get Hard, Kevin Hart in like Think he's just like a being man. Kevin Hart. It's still the same guy, yeah. No, it's I get you. The same guy. The only t- now I will say, I did. Now I haven't watched his newest thing on on Netflix that everyone was talking about. Said it was a pretty good thing. Um, damn, I forget the name of it, but I did watch him. Something about Toronto. No, not even that either, because that's a comedy. The one with Wesley Snipes? The one with Wesley Snipes, which I hear was really good, actually. Yeah, I heard I that was good. I just need to sit down and watch it. But I did watch one where he was a, a single father, who like his wife had oh, had a baby, I've, I've, and then he, I, she I didn't died, see like, it, but I'm aware of that one. I didn't watch it, though. Like, she dies like very early on in the yeah. movie, and he has to raise this child on his own. Um, that, he had better range in, and I actually enjoyed that movie. Okay. Do you watch but, Stranger Things? Not a fan. Oh, okay, gotcha. I think we talked about it on here, but I, I'm not a fan of Stranger Things. Uh, I watched the first season all the way through. Um, it was good. It just wasn't for me. Okay. I don't. I don't like the ET vibes of of Stranger Things. It doesn't do anything. Like I don't get excited for that. That's the part of sci-fi I never. I never cared too much for. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I know we're holding the listeners hostage if they're still listening to this. We should probably let. Oh, them go. they they left us a long time ago. Uh, but um, but yeah, you started watching the uh your Kamala Khan girl show. <laughs> I have Miss Marvel. Yeah. Um. Don't 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 give me too much on it because I know you're gonna love it regardless. Just, actually, you like the character. It's. It's mid. It's mid as fuck. Mid as fuck. Um, I will say this though. Have you played the Marvel's Avengers game? I have briefly. I didn't like the. I didn't. I don't know something about the gameplay. I didn't like. I don't fault you. It's for clunky. The story mode on that game is better than. Made this you mode. like her. Oh, I, I think better than the TV show. Better than the TV show. Yeah. Mm. Um. I would say this, though. They changed up her powers. So the way her powers worked on the comic books and the way it worked on the game is not how it works on this show. And the way it works okay, on this show... Don't give me too much. I'm not mad at it. Okay. Because I, I think you're going to get to the point where she gets the, the the long, stretchy hand thing. I think it's building to that. But uh, um, One thing I would say, though, I didn't think this show would school me or... Or pique my interest on the, the, uh, I guess the separation between India and Pakistan because I didn't know they used to be one country at one point. Then they had a uh, a partition where the country separated, and I didn't know that was a thing. And this show brings School that to light. Okay, which is interesting, and it makes. You hate colonizers all the more. I didn't. I mean, I don't need more. <laughs> but I mean, pile it on. Why not? Right. You know? Why not? Right. <laughs> Why not? 
But all right, we'll stop holding y'all hostage. Me and Frank had the same conversation off the phone. Um, Frank, almost father of three. Congratulations, <laughs> my brother. I'm sure we're going to talk. Me and you are going to talk no, we're again tomorrow. Talk. Although we might not record, um, me and you will still talk and communicate. Yeah. Um, y'all will keep hearing my voice. Frank will return. Um, we'll work out, explain how that's going to work later on. But uh, we thank y'all for being here and still listening way after we told y'all peace. So I appreciate y'all. Definitely. Appreciate y'all. Yeah, have a good one. Peace. Peace.